Hey, what's up? It's Zach from MNF, and today I get to speak with Eric Bartel. He is such a cool dude, but he's also somebody with a lot of experience in fitness and health and wellness, including his current job at Bravo Sierra, a men's grooming company, which does a lot for military veterans, and we discuss his purpose and his journey, and I had a great time speaking with Eric. Enjoy. Today's show is generously sponsored by GNC. From the number one selling lit pre-workout to the game-changing Burn MF, Beyond Raw formulas are made to make a real difference. And with the explosive flavors like Jolly Rancher Watermelon and Green Apple, Gummy Worm and Iced Tea Lemonade, you'll keep coming back for more. So get to GNC or GNC.com and go beyond the fire with Beyond Raw. You've been in magazines before. Uh, You've been in a bunch of them. I've seen you in Muscle Fitness, Men's Health, Men's Fitness, Men's Journal, probably. but, you know, we wanted to do something different and tell your story, which I was happy to do because I didn't, I look, I get it. I've seen you work out. You do lots of working out. You even do live workouts on muscles, Instagram, and, you know, you can do a push up and a burpee and lots of curls and presses, but like, I don't know. I feel like what makes you different is your story, right? So I wanted to tell it. I just didn't want to just say like, Hey, here's Eric Bartel telling you how to, you know, get out there and sweat. So it was, it was fun for me to write this. And I want to be honest, dude, I don't ever write anything anymore. So there was three things I wrote in this issue and it was your story. Um, my buddy, Don and Strauss is who, you know, um, that was it. I mean, I did rewrite a lot of stuff. I'm not going to lie, but I didn't want to do that. (laughs) I wanted to write your story. How, like, but is it, you know, look, I don't, I do a lot of interviews. I don't get interviewed a lot because I have nothing to say. So is it weird? Do you have to kind of like not try to come off as like you're bragging or embellishing? Like, do you know, do you, do you, when you, when you're getting interviewed, are you like, oh my God, I sound too like this or I sound, you know, I don't want to say that. I don't know. Like, is it, do you get a little self-conscious about that? I think, I think it's definitely something that runs through at least my head. I'm sure most people's. Um, and to be honest, there's not many times where I've actually told my story outside of you. I had a uh, one thing with like Fox news that they wanted to cover it kind of um, when COVID first kicked off, that was interesting. Um, but outside of that, that's also kind of why I love you, but you're looking for something more than just reps and, and sets. Um, and that's usually what the interview consists of. It's more of like, why are we doing it this, this way? Why, why is this the metho- methodology and how many reps should I do? Um, and so I guess to the benefit of that, there's not a lot of room for ego in that. Um, but I always try and check my ego at the door whenever I'm talking to anyone, not just an interview. If I'm talking to someone new or someone old, um, I think ego is the biggest overhead. And so that's the first thing you have to kind of be mindful of. How do you, um, I want to get into you know uh, uh, some of your story because I, you know, hopefully it works as a teaser to people who may want to actually purchase or read feature because I think, I hope it's worth reading. Um, I, I could have, again, I told you that the, uh, the original draft was twice as long and there's a lot I, I would love to say about, uh, you and, and your story, but, um, you know, uh, how I'm trying to think of how to 
the best way to put this. It's a, uh, I don't know, man. I, I guess it, does this does any of this stuff matter to you? Like, does is it good? Like, it's good, right? Because it's marketing. But like, are you somebody who craves this type of stuff, or is it just like, oh, whatever? Honestly, I think there's different aspects of it if that makes sense and so like i've gotten to the point personally where um i take pretty pretty uh sporadic social media in general hiatuses a lot of what i do i can push through social media but also i think the average viewer to someone who has a million plus followers understands that social media really takes a toll on your mental wellness um and so while a lot of this stuff I enjoy, and I'm sure like you, you're a liar if you're like, hey, I don't like that serotonin boost that you get from doing an interview where you get from one of those thumbs up on social media uh, or hearts. Um, a lot of it, I think, again, I, I try and stay very uh, introspective and like, why am I doing this? And, and I am at the point, I guess, where I feel like I've seen success in what I want to see success in and fitness is definitely a big part of that world. Um, and I, I don't feel like I have anything to prove for once, I guess. And I think that's always a big part of it or it always has been for me. I've always had a chip on my shoulder. I've always wanted to prove myself. And, and finally, I think I've reached a point where like, I'm, I'm working with muscle and fitness. I put workouts out on your app. Like I don't, I don't need to prove myself to anyone. And so now it's more like, is this helping someone? And if the answer is yes, then let's keep doing it. And if the answer is no, then I can cut that because if it's not helping anyone, I don't have the bandwidth to do it anyways. Um, are you happy? Are you a happy guy? I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, but you, have you always been happy or like, have you, did you have to teach yourself how to be happy? I think, I think it's a constant cycle. I think people think, depression and, and all that stuff is something that comes and goes. Whereas I think it's something that in very, like in the fact it comes and goes, I can be very happy one week and I can be depressed the next week. And I think people try and deny that and say like, Oh, oh I got over it or whatnot. Like, um, so I think a lot of it is really how you approach your day and how you approach where you're at in life. And I would be lying to you if I didn't say like, there's some days where I wake up and I'm just not feeling it. I don't want to wake up at 5am and work out. And at the end of the day, it's all about like redefining your perspective. And so even when I wake up in a shitty mood or I got no sleep because I have an infant at home and he was up or my toddler was up, like it is such a privilege to be able to wake up and do what I love even if it's not the fun part of it, even if I'm doing a ton of spreadsheets or something later in the day, or if I'm on 12 zoom calls, like there are so many people in this world who don't have that privilege. And I do. And I, and I get to, so whether it's like watching my boys or working out or doing something else, like it's all about how you approach it and your perspective on it. And sometimes you just got to check yourself and be like, yo, you have nothing to complain about right now. Um, what, what 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 are the words written on your left arm? <laughs> so this is a poem, actually, um, and it's called uh, "Our Deepest Fear." And so, um, if honestly, uh, 
the first time I heard it was on coach Carter, the movie. Um, and then I looked into it and I like read the whole thing. Um, and it was, it was so meaningful to me. This was like my third tattoo. Um, but I How wanted it as a reminder of myself. Oh, uh, quite a few, maybe nine or 10. Um, I mean, it depends on how, like, if you count this as two, you count this as like three. Um, but this was my third one. And I, I think I was like 20 when I got it. And I was like, I mean, you obviously know a little bit more about my upbringing, but coach Carter was like a movie that spoke to me. And, um, it was all about like my deepest fear is that of my, of my power within is really what the whole poem is about. My deepest fear is that I'm powerful and, and not that, you know, I'm just hiding my light and not sharing that with others. And so it's a reminder of me to like, one, don't let other people stifle what I'm capable of, which as a young man, and honestly, just as a young individual, I think entirely, a lot of us fall victim to that. We're so worried about what everyone else thinks of us. We're so worried about being different and yet we all want to shine. And so that's kind of what that poem told me. Um, so yeah, just for people who aren't as um, up to speed with stuff. So you grew up in Chicago um, yeah. and you were raised by a single mother and yes. you didn't have, um, you, you were, didn't grow up in like an affluent community. You were at all, uh, you were, you were homeless for three years. Um, you and your mother bouncing around, staying in shelters. And, you know, when you were given opportunities to excel, you took them and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glossing over a lot here, uh, obviously, um, you know, but it, it, uh, the point being is that like you were somebody that didn't grow up with things given to you. You had to scratch and claw for everything. So, you know, now, um, you know, you in, in fitness specifically, you've been in a lot of different industries or a lot of different companies, uh, big companies, and you're now with Bravo Sierra, you're, you're, you're a VP there. Um, and it's a very military friendly company. And do you, you said before, like, oh, I don't, I, I feel like I have nothing to prove. So do you, do you really feel like that? Or do, like, is that every day you feel like that? Or is it just like, Hey, you know what? I got this I'm, I've got a great job and a good company that I enjoy and I'm doing a lot of great things. Or is it like you go through these peaks and valleys to where you're like, you know, man, I, I got to do more. I got to, I got to, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm curious as to where you like, what, what defines success to you? That's a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> um, when it comes to not like uh, what I said about not, having something to prove, honestly, I think speaking really oriented towards fitness, um, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in the fitness world at this point. And I mean, entering it, what, like six years ago, like mainstreamish, um, to where I am now, I'm like, I've checked out a lot of, I've checked a off a lot on my bucket list when it comes to the fitness world, when it comes to like the business world. No, I've, I still have a ton to prove. Um, and the grind is every single day to do it. Um, my background is not in business, so I'm constantly learning. And I think that's an approach you have to take to everything in life is once you think you've known it all, or once you think there's still something that you can't learn, like you, you're probably dead in the water. Um, and so 
every day I still have a chip on my shoulder in that world. Um, on the founding team at Bravo, and I've moved up from where I started, and I still plan on moving up. Like I'm not done. Eventually, I want to either run this company or run another one. Um, I want to stand up a nonprofit here soon. I want to do a lot of things, and so no, I uh, I'm losing sleep. Trust me. <laughs> well, you know that that's that's one of the questions, right? So that I have specifically is that like so I go through similar things where I'm like, I want to do this, 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 and this. And like, I, I'm not going to tell you that I'm the, I'm the best at, you know, uh, dividing my time up or doing things like, or, or planning things to where I'm getting things done consistently. How do you do it? How do you get to that point to where you feel content to that you're building toward these things? Because I come up with a million different ideas and the ones I don't pursue are the ones I focus on. And those are the ones that drag me down, even if I'm not even into them. So I'm just curious as to how you stay up, you stay motivated, you stay moving forward. Um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. And I just, I, I also want to say that like, uh, you know, adding on to your background, like uh, Eric was also a soldier. He was, he was deployed to Afghanistan. He, he's been, um, you know, he, he was leading a platoon. Uh, uh, so he, he's not a guy that just like wake, wakes up and does fitness. He's a guy that, that has chops to do these things. And this is why not only do I just, I, I do, I love talking to you. You know that I tell you that when we're not recording, which is, we, we've never Most recorded anything. Yeah. We've <laughs> never recorded anything. This is the first time. And I, I really enjoy talking to you and I, I probably open up to you more than I think most other people, because I'm, I just, uh, I don't know. I connect with you really well. And, and I'm curious, this is something that I'm trying to do myself. You know, you have two kids. I have two kids. I want to do the best for them. Uh, but how do you do it? How do you divide and conquer? Dude, first off, I think you and I love talking to each other because we're cut from the same cloth. We have that same metal. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're finally recording one of these because we've had some really good conversations. Um, and I think that is something I've got better with over time. And I mean, I'm a very big list guy. I write everything down. I'm a big whiteboard guy. I write everything down at the beginning of every year, me and my wife pull out our uh, dream, dream board or whatever you want to call it. And we had our goals for the year and we check off what we actually accomplished and we set new goals for next year. And or we regurgitate and say, Hey, we're going to try this one again this year, like stuff like that is long-term, but, but day to day, I try and nest tasks. And so like, if it's work related, we work through either Trello or Asana, which is like project management systems. And I always have a top list and this is getting pretty tactical, but I have a top list that says, this is what we're trying to accomplish, whether it's this year or this quarter. And then everything for my team is nested in that top list, including myself. And so if I have a task due at the end of the month, and it doesn't have a purpose that serves those top six goals, then it's not a priority. And so I also kind of measure my life that way. If I'm trying to launch my app, start a nonprofit, do some side uh, consulting, and then also have a full-time job and a half, like everything I'm doing day in and day out needs to fall under one of those buckets. And so I have streams of thought and streams of work and everything goes up to one of those. And if it doesn't, then it's kind of just, superfluous and it doesn't have a purpose. It's, it's fun. Um, and there's definitely room for fun 
but uh, I'm trying to, like, like you said, I'm trying to divide and conquer. And so I don't have a lot of free time in the day. And so lists and schedules kind of run what I do. So, you know, your job now, it seems to me like a lot of times when we talk, you're always, I don't want to say gallivanting, although I, I'm <laughs> dying to use that word, but you're always, you're, you're out planning stuff with this, with, with the brand, with Bravo Sierra, you're, you're doing events, you're doing all this. Now, are you, do you enjoy what you're doing? Like, what are some of the ups and downs of what you do? And like, um, you know, what is it that you're taking away? Because you're, you're certainly a guy that digs being, just doing things, moving forward and then like, you know, pro progressing either, either like moving the narrative forward or just being somebody that's bringing people together. So like, what is it that you dig about this company and this job specifically? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so first off, I, I get to do the, the best part of building a brand and that's like interacting with the people. And so being a military native brand, a lot of what we do, half of our events, if not more, are actually on military installations. We're only doing stuff with military. And then the other probably quarter to a third are with civilians involved. Um, but a lot of times we bring civilians to our military events, which is also really cool because like part of our mission is to, to really federate this nation in the, in the sense, and this is going to sound like extremely high, high goal oriented, but like we want to create an example and create a small ecosystem where people can come together around shared values, shared character. And so a lot of what we do and like the events that I host, if I'm bringing together a very specific group of people, it is to show a sample population of what that is. And so like when we did our event in Malibu like last month, um, it was such a hodgepodge group of people. It's, it's honestly crazy. Cause like, there's a bunch of military guys. We had like green berets, uh, soft dudes, but then we had like fitness influencers. We had a billboard rapper, like we had an MMA fighter. And this is just all people within our network of like that live in the LA area. And we're like, Hey, come out, hang out with us. We're going to do a barbecue. We'll do a workout, get in and like a pool workout. And you would think that you bring in like all of these people of different faiths, of different belief systems, of different political beliefs. And there'll probably be some friction. And I promise you, like, went off like nothing other. Like everyone was, and, and this is what exactly what it was. Everyone was of character, of value, and they they believed in in what this was. They believed in this this brand per se, but it's really like a, an ecosystem. And so I can invite out people from such different walks of life, and they all come together and they act like they're best friends, and they're all interacting still. And I, I think that's what's what's success to me when it comes to something like that is like, I can go on Instagram now and I can see that they're still talking and they're still friends and they would have never met in the, in any other world if we didn't bring them together. And like, that's what we can do at such a larger scale. And that's really what needs to happen. But we're, we're doing sample pop population testing of it. <laughs> so what's next, right? So I'm curious because you put this event on in Malibu um, and knowing you, you don't just, do one and then like, no, we'll see what comes up. Like, I feel like you've got a few things up your sleeve. Um, I'm just curious to what they are. If you want to tell me, um, yeah, I, sure. I know. I'm curious. No, of course. So, I mean, we're always looking to do something right. And we're always looking to engage the community. That's the biggest thing. I think, I think marketing is dead in the sense of like, 
how big brands have used it. And I think they figured it out too. Everything is about like, someone doesn't want to buy something from someone, but they will buy into a community. They will buy into an experience. And, and that's, I'm, I'm not even trying to sell it because I have no, I have no need to, but what I'm doing is I'm building community with people. I respect people. I admire people I care about. And, and it's happening on its own because people want to be a part of that thing. Um, and so I think the next thing we're going to do is we're going to jump out some planes at uh, Fort Bragg. Um, but we also have an event with some Marines coming up as well at Paris Island. Um, and while we're going to Dallas, we're going to support uh, MVP, the nonprofit Merging Vets and play, uh, Players, where they take uh, professional ball players that have retired and they put them in a room with veterans and they get in a workout and they uh, talk about the similarities and, and parallels between life after playing in the NFL and life after leaving the military. Um, and so we're going to support an event with them as well. Well, that sounds really cool. Um, that, yeah, that sounds really cool actually. Like, uh, you know, and, and also like, it's just, you're getting a lot of different perspectives. You're, you're, as you said, you're, you're, you're bringing people together, but you're hearing a lot of various stories and it's, you know, I know you like to learn and you like to evolve and this is, this job seems to be something that does that. Now, you know, herein lies, I think, where a lot of people struggle. And I I put myself in there too, where it's, you know, you don't feel like you're doing enough, right? Like you feel like you're not doing enough to either be, I don't know, maybe it's satisfy yourself or satisfy maybe in some ways it's like what you think you should do. I'm not really sure. Like, I don't want to get too bogged down in that nuance, but like, how do you, like, what is it that you do that you feel content? Is it that you're looking at what you said your goals were? And if you start to, you know, you're working toward them, um, you feel good. Uh, or is it like, you know, I'm curious, uh, like what is it that you're kind of latching onto to feel like, Hey, you know what? I kicked today's ass. Oh, that's a tough one. Cause I, I do have that feeling quite often. Um, I'm not going to lie and pretend I don't, I, I'm not trying to create any false narratives here. Um, I think like, however you measure it, if you have the goal and kind of how we talked about earlier, where I have systems where I create these tasks and I create goals and sub goals, I think being able to check things off, like actually check things off really can inspire you to keep going. Um, I also, I mean, I, referring back to kind of like the purpose and and how close I am or how far I am. One of the bigger things too this year that I've I figured out I, I is just bringing people in to help, building kind of teams around you. A lot of the stuff that I started off trying to set out for as goals was like accomplishing this or accomplishing that, but especially if you have multiple things, if you're not just working in one lane and you're like, I want to do this, but you're like, I want to do these five things, like share the love in that sense. And so like for, for my app per se, I've brought in people to help me, people who help me with building out the programs and we work on them together, but I'm not spending 90% of my time on it. How can we find you though? On, on So we're, we're like this app, like, so, and, and I want to just preface by saying, if I didn't think, um, Eric was somebody that a, his, his training is intense. Um, he's been doing stuff on muscle and fitness for us for a long time. And it's, it's usually, you know, once a week or twice a week, I'm sorry. And, um, 
So I would suggest if you're somebody that wants to be pushed, check out whatever he's going to tell us now where <laughs> this is, because, you know, I, I dig it. And I, I'm, I'm a guy that doesn't, I don't care about apps. I don't care about other people's training, but I, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I just enjoy you. I dig you. <laughs> I like you. I like your personality. And like, I'm also willing to, you know, I'm somebody that's like, you know, I, I do like doing group classes. We'll say like, I like taking direction from somebody that's, you know, that can command the audience. And and you're one of the handful of people that I follow where I'm like, you know, I, I turn to and look to. So where is this mysterious site or handle or I appreciate that. Um it's actually not up yet. We're we're getting towards the end of the tunnel here. So it's gonna launch right now, I think uh November. We're kind of planning actually and I might have to have you dub this out if uh if I'm not allowed to say it, but we're working on a partnership to launch it with GNC, the first workout. And so one of the workouts is going to be trained like a soldier. This you is, heard it here this first. is sponsored by GNC. Who knew? <laughs> you heard it here first. It, well, that's why it's serendipitous, right? In the month of November, we're going to do four Veterans Day, train like a soldier. I put together a four-week program. Um, and it's you get it for free uh if you buy a Bravo Sierra product. So that's pretty perfect. Um, bam, drop that. Otherwise, drop, it'll be available on my website. I gotta drop this down to thirty-two minutes. <laughs> Reference. Okay. Um, oops, sorry. Uh, I, I sent that to you. Um, okay, no, but that's but that but that's you know that that's. I'm glad I'm glad that you did plug that. Hopefully, we can use it. But like, you know, you've. Did you ever expect to be here doing this type? Is this what you like? <laughs> expected to be no. like and again like you're good at it so uh that, that's that's cool but like were you like all right i'm gonna be a fucking internet i'm gonna be in the trainer after the after the army i'm gonna be and then deployed i'm coming home and i'm gonna start to curate a huge following and i'm gonna be you know like i feel like that's not what happened i feel like you're somebody that's just driven and personable and is talented and just kind of is okay like understanding and feeling out what you want to do like if you didn't like this you wouldn't do it because you wouldn't be happy why why do it right so you dig it so but like is this what you expected to do? what what did you expect to do so you get out of the army after you uh, so i know you um you were deployed and then you got back and then you were injured you see you were for a year you were still with your platoon um, you're injured. So then it's like, okay, well you can either transfer out of infantry or you can be discharged. You take the discharge yeah. because that, that you didn't, you, you didn't want to do something you didn't want to do. How do you get into fitness? How do you get here? Totally. Um, no, yeah, I planned all of this. <laughs> 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 went off splendidly now so like you, so good such a good planner like, like you said i was i got injured in the military um about it spent a year rehabbing to the point where they were like okay you're not better um and you can either get out of the army entirely or you can reclass to a different branch um i was Does that injury trip. still bother you now <sighs> to be honest I don't run nearly as much as I did in the okay. army. Gotcha. Okay. So, it was so running was the running was the biggest uh, injury or, or kind of uh, antagonizer. Okay. 
Okay. Um, and so it was a meniscal tear. Um, went through all the kind of rehab processes that they had for me. Um, and partly too, it was because for, for a little while there, I was still definitely using it. And so it actually exa- uh, exacerbated to like quad tears and it's, they were just like, Hey, you, you need to like stop doing stuff altogether. You can't be in the infantry anymore. Um, and, and so that's the point where I, I kind of told you, but I was like, listen, like I've accomplished pretty much everything I wanted to do before I joined the military. Um, and, and I think I'm ready for the next chapter of my life. And so that's when I was like, let's, let's have a break. And I was telling someone this the other day, but as I was like, kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm getting out of the army. I need to figure out what I'm going to do next. Uh, when I was in high school, I loved psychology. I graduated with a psychology degree in college. I'm like, I'll go back and get my uh, PhD maybe and try and do clinicals or something in psychology. Uh, I opened the GRE book for like a whole hour and was like, holy cow, this is tough. (laughs) Um, Out of my comfort zone, was not ready to like spend eight hours a day studying for the GRE. Um, And either way, I knew going back to college, like um, I probably wanted to do something at, at any instance still involving fitness. And so that's when I applied for the nonprofit to, uh, fit ops and to, to go through because they offered veterans, a uh, free certification in, uh, your PT program. And so that's where I ended up getting brought in. It was like a few months old at the time. They saw that I had a ton of operational experience, uh, military experience, whatnot, leadership experience. So like, we'd love for you to kind of come in and, and just kind of check out what we're doing. And so from that point, I like redid their entire training protocols. I redid a lot of their operational protocols. I pretty much just restood up the program. I ended up taking over as the executive director of it, probably like eight months in. Um, and then I ran it for another two years after that. Um, and that's where I really started like breaking into fitness more because at that point, like not only had, had I been like the center of training for hundreds of veterans who now worked at places like Equinox or, or went and made their own private training businesses, but also like that was my first kind of plug into the broader fitness scene. That's where I met you, Zach, like, and also took over Performix House, and which is a beautiful gym in New York City that's still standing under a different name, but like really got kind of inroads into a lot of, of the fitness world and learned so much under the people we brought in to help. Yeah. No, um, it's funny too, because you were, I think like from Performix House, you're the only person that I've kept in touch with. And, I, and that's not to say anything about anybody else. It's just, it says to me, like how I connected with you. Um, I remember when we were, you know, we were training and uh, I don't know, like I, it just, I was there one day and you were like, you want to train? And I'm like, yeah, no one asks me to train with them. <laughs> it was just cool. It was fun. And it was, you know, I just, I dug it. And it's, it's, it says a lot about you to me, like the, the fact that like, cause normally I swear, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. Like I'll retreat and I'll just go do something else. But I was like, something in me was like, yeah, man, let's do it. I'll do it. It was a good uh, session too. I still it was, remember it. It was, it was a great fun. time. It was fun. Yeah, man. And, uh, so, okay. You, so you were in New York city and you were living here and you didn't love living in New York, right? 
Listen, I mean, me and my wife moved to New York when she was seven months pregnant with our first boy um, at the request of the company to come turn this place around. Like they built this beautiful gym and they had no clue how to run it and no disrespect to them, but they were in supplement business, not the gym business. Um, And so coming in and really just trying to bring leadership to a a place that was like hurting cats. um, Yeah. And we did. I mean, it was it was such a strong community that we built in there and and trainers that all had their own very unique and distinct businesses put on our shirt because it was something that they could believe in. Yeah, I I, I, I want to double that. Uh, I never got it. So I never got Performance House's. Um, business model like they're they're even they're like uh, how you signed up to be a part of it it was very confusing to me and i'm like look i'm not somebody i, I don't go to equinox at the time i was going to retro fitness across the street from where our office was located and that was 20 bucks a month did i love the place no but like i'm like okay so you could pay x amount and you could use the group space and then if you paid more you could use the whole space and then get access to the shower to me i was just like dude this is way too confusing i don't know (laughs) no comment (laughs) yeah okay i get it but like that that was the thing to me i'm like what the hell like and then even when well all right photo shoots they'd be like do you want us to shut down the whole gym and i'm like you don't need to do that like you don't have to do that. Please don't do that. Like make money, you know, like we'll be fine. Uh, anyway, so- the current model that the reload PT team who runs it now reload uh, therapy. Yeah. They do their physical therapy and training out of yeah. there now. And it's, it's much, much simpler. Yeah, no, I've, I've been there a few times. Um, and look, there are a lot of the same folks, uh, Again, I, I had no problem with anybody. They were super nice to me. They were always great and like professional, but I felt like sometimes they were confused as well. Uh, oh, so anyway, like after that, you you so you get picked up by Spartan um, and you help them create Decafit, which I think they still are continuing with. Um, Decafit, looks, I think, is doing pretty well. Um, looks pretty challenging. I, sw- I like a lot of people I know that are into Spartan races. They don't want to get dirty. They don't get wet. Um, you know, they see this and it's a big challenge. It's indoors and it's ten events and it looks really difficult. How? What was your responsibility? What was your job in that? So they were standing up Decafit and. Um, if you're familiar at all with Joe Desenia, which I know you are Zach, but he has an idea and it's, it's make it happen. Um, and that was what that could fit was. Right. So when I was first brought into Spartan, I was consulting on a, a different operational level at different levels of other stuff, including for their training program and stuff like that. Um, and then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, we're doing this thing. That could fit. It needs to be done next month. Um, can you, can you, uh, pivot? And uh, so I started helping out over there. I was one of their first athletes. There was like three of us right off the bat. Um, and uh, a, a lot of it, I'm telling you, is not on my shoulders. It was on a guy named Jared Cogswell, um, who's still there. And and him and uh, his partner were working day and night, making this thing happen. Um, it was a 
split kind of reaction partly into like how can we make an indoor event space and then also we know Hyrox is potentially coming this direction how do we not let them monopolize this whole uh kind of entity that is going to be indoor athletics right um and and it's really brilliant how they did it and it's also very brilliant i mean just that they pulled it off but also how they've transitioned through covid and how they've transitioned into multiple kind of streams of fitness from that one initial deca fit model but it's exactly like you described it like People don't want to get dirty all the time. People don't want to have to deal with elements. Elements. Not everyone wants to be super, super hardcore and and out in the wilderness. And so, creating a a middle ground between like, okay, well, we don't have to go Spartan. What can we do in here? Yeah. And that's where Decafit comes in. It's it's completely based off of your fitness level. So we'd have people come out like who are athletes. And a lot of Spartan athletes actually started doing it, obviously, and still do, but who are legit like endurance athletes. But then we also had people come out who were bodybuilders. We had people come out who were uh, just kind of more into aesthetics and stuff and just wanted to try it because it looked fun and you could do it with your friends. And then we had people come out who were like couch potatoes. And and most of the time, too, it was interesting was like, I remember one of the girls at the first deck of it we held, she was like, my dad uh, refuses to do Spartans with me. He refuses to work out. And he just signed out up for this first deck of it because he's a huge fan of uh, the Broncos. And you guys did this in the, the Broncos practice facility. And so this is the first fitness facility I can get him to their fitness uh, event. I can get him to sign up for because one, it was inside. So he knew he wasn't getting all muddy and gross. And two, he wanted to see the Broncos stadium. And it's like, it's ingenious because you just got this guy who refuses to work out, refuses to actually kind of be accountable for his fitness to come work out just because of those two things. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny. So I, I didn't get, I was actually going to try to do the first deck of it, which I'm not sure if that's the one that got postponed because of COVID, but like, um, yeah, like I was going to do it and I was certainly not prepared. Uh, not gonna lie. I would have been crushed by it, but like, um, I haven't done anything truly like um challenging i guess like i've done hard workouts and all that stuff but like an event since uh, i guess 2019 so yeah part of me is like okay i saw that spartan was doing a death race in the winter um and i hate the cold i hate being wet and cold <laughs> and part of me is like man maybe like i've never even i've done the death race in the summer twice and not com completed it and i don't know why it's important for me to do this and win and like when well, not win just get through it um so yeah i've been like you know, i love maybe, it maybe this is what i need to do like i will be insanely uncomfortable and I, I usually document these things to write about them or we have video of them. And I am totally an open, like I'm, a, I tell people that are like the crew, I'm the least, in, I'm the least interesting person here. Don't focus on me. I'm part of the team. Sure. Like, and we can use me as a catalyst, but I will find other people that are much more interesting and probably, have a better chance of getting through this. Like, 
And I, I, you're you're extremely humble because Zach, you're me, you're quite interesting, but but part of me, man, is like, and I said that to my wife. I'm like, should I do it? And she's like, the winter? You? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. She's like, you don't like being cold or wet. I'm like, well, I don't like being hot either, or sweating, or like being dirty. Like, so I'm like, I, but I also feel like it comes down to this. I want to show my kids that it's good to be uncomfortable and it's good to be embrace that uncomfortability. And also when you want to quit, not to quit. Um, both times that I've been ushered out of the death race, it's because um, one was because I was dehydrated and had early <laughs> stages of hypothermia the other time I was just straight up dehydrated and almost delusional. And I realized now it was more of a nutritional issue than a hydration issue. Like I was just missing specific macro or micronutrients that were really critically important to me. Um, but it's like, maybe, I, but I also go to, I'm very hard on myself. Maybe if I was tougher mentally, I could get through it. But even when I try to do that, even when I said that to myself, though, I was just still like, oh my God, like falling over, you know, just being a stupid dummy. And then some dude, I remember this, some dude came down and was like, he had clearly tapped out. He goes, hey man, uh, there's 364 days in the year other than this one. Don't push yourself so you miss more of them. And I'm like, I have kids, you know, like, and I was like, yeah. so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating it, but like, I do notice this, that the people that make it through usually have a buddy, um, somebody who refuses to let them, let them down. You know what I mean? So I don't like where this is. <laughs> it's so funny. You said that <laughs> the only person I could see myself leaning on when it mattered is you your wife uh but at the same time i would also i would also uh do in the summer with you or just not at all but like i know i'm i'm just in tune with myself to know that like there's going to be a time where i am going to be down and out and i need to look to my left or my right and and see someone that's like, yo, like we got this. And I know you've been there in a life or death situation. And this is not life or death. This is, you're, you're, you're trying to win a fucking plastic skull. It's not real, but like, it means something to me, you know, like it means something internally. So, and it means something to me because I want it to mean something to my kids. I want them to know that it's okay to feel down and to lean on other people because it's, it's taken me so long to do that. And you're somebody that I, I do, I talk to, I tell you things. I certainly don't tell other people. Um, and yeah, look, I, I, there's no pressure. Uh, I'm just saying like, you're the one person I've ever asked to do this with me. Oh, this sounds fun. <laughs> you know, like, like 
shared misery. This, You're this right, is, that's it. I need somebody that, that I can crack bad jokes with. <laughs> I think I think it has to happen now. Um, and I think a big part of it too is, for me at least, when I got out of the army, I was like, can we swear on this? No, of course. Yeah, I've, I've been cursing this whole time. <laughs> I was like, not not a soft motherfucker, but like not the hardest motherfucker, but like sitting behind a desk and, and having comforts, um, not sleeping in the woods for a third of the month um, or inhaling toxins. I've, I've grown complacent in that world. Um, and I had this conversation with my wife probably like six months ago where I'm like, I think I'm going to go sleep in the backyard tonight. Like I am such a little bitch nowadays and I am so comfortable. And I think sometimes it's just about that. Like we grow so comfortable. We don't realize how comfortable we have become. And before, like, especially during the like army times, like, I could sleep outside just at the drop of a hat and most of the time did like really just was much more calloused when it came to like physicality. Um, and so every now and then I'm like, I need to be reminded of, of kind of that. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, an appropriate term. Um, I guess animal instinct per se. Um, or just really feel like a little bit more rugged. Um, and sometimes fitness is the answer, especially stuff like this. And, and again, like you said, like it doesn't even matter and it wouldn't matter to me as far as like, if we finished, because at the end of the day, we're both fathers and we can't take a week off to recover, um, or, or a day off in the hospital, <laughs> but more so just to like push ourselves to the point where we know, okay, like that was way outside our comfort zone. And that was amazing. Yeah. And, and that's ultimately what it is. Like the first time I did one, I'd only done five Spartan races before. Like I had no business being there. The second time I was probably even less prepared because I had a kid or well, my wife had the kid. I didn't, um, I don't have a uterus or like a womb or like all that stuff. Um, uh, or vagina, uh, but like, but like, you know, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, like I was more, I was just, it mattered more to me to be with my wife and child than to run around with a sandbag on my back yeah. or like, you know, and like I did it, I did the best I could. But in fact, like I went in the second time, like happier and okay with not finishing because I was like, you know what? My kid, I get to go see my kid. That's all I cared about. Like, and you know, now it's like, okay, you know, I've, I've been out of my comfort zone twice there. And I really do at some point, be it in this winter or the summer or whatever, I do want to finish because I do want to have that lesson for them. That like, not that like your dad's hardcore. I'm not, I never said that I was, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a softy, you know, I'll cry in movies. I cried books, all that stuff. Like, but I just want to show them, like, don't be afraid to go fail. Who cares? Do it. No. Get out there. And if you, if you make it good, if you don't, so what? Who cares? Get back up and try again. 
it's okay. Yeah. And that to me is the most important lesson because, you know, when I was growing up, I had a, a brother who was four years older. And, you know, if you lost at something, never let you down. You loser, you, you know, all this stuff. Like, and he beat you, you know, like there was that. So you, you didn't lose. But in life, you don't win everything. <laughs> you know, so you have to learn that. Like, it's okay as long as you did the best you could. And if you can learn and evolve afterward, fantastic. And that's ultimately what I want to pass to them. Uh, whatever they do, like, look, I hope they both are captains of the debate team or chess team or whatever team that doesn't involve like hurting their bodies, like using their minds and, 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 and just understanding how to navigate humanity and people. But that may not be the case. And the truth is like, you know, look at baseball, man. Like you get up there, you don't get a hit every time. You get a hit, a, not even a quarter of the time. Like you get a hit, if you're lucky, like, you know, what, one out of, I don't even know. Look, I'm not, I'm not very good at math. The, 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 <laughs> the point is you don't fucking hit every time. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I love the life lesson though. I mean, I think for me and, and a lot of stuff too, and I'm sure you've noticed the changes once you become a father and how you look at life and how you look at uh, happiness and success and whatnot. And I think like one of the lessons that I want to bring to my boys is kind of very similar in the sense of like, and it's the same thing I talk like when I'm talking to my team, like there's no such thing as a loss. There's only a lesson. And that's the first thing you, way you need to approach it. Right. You didn't lose. You learned, you learned something about yourself, something about that experience. And at the end of the day, if that's your goal is still to accomplish that, then you're going to go back. And maybe part of the lesson you learned is that you were trying to prove something to someone else and it had nothing to do with you. And so if that's no longer a goal of yours, it's not quitting. Like, that's fine. That's no longer a goal of yours, but you learned that because you tried and you would have never known had you not tried. And then if that's still a goal of yours, well, then you better go back. Like you better go until you feel like you've either succeeded or until you have a reason that you're like, I no longer need to prove this. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Like I could talk to you for two more hours, but if I don't go inside for dinner, my wife's <laughs> going to tan my hide. You know what I mean? Like it'll be the end of me as you know it, but I want to continue this. I'm hoping you're willing to talk to me again. Um, I just, there's so much I could talk to you about. Like, I want to ask you so many million other things about you, your life, your, your job, how you're navigating things. And, um, and I will say this, and this is not at all a lie. I have not used bar soap until you sent me some Bravo Sierra bar. And I, dude, I have not smelled this good in so long. Like, I are, are you on team bar soap? Oh, dude. Welcome. If, you, if I, yeah, if I could give, if, I, if you could smell me, you, I, I swear, I would not even be like, no, don't, don't. I'd be like, yes, please. Like, even my wife, I'm like, smell me. Yeah. Usually she's like, no, you're gross. And I'm like, no, no, smell me. Like, it's funny because she actually sent me a thank you card the other day about it. I bet. I bet she wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if she said thank you, though. And like, uh, like a, I don't know, like a cameo and all that stuff. Like she paid for all that shit because she's like, even said it, she's like, man, like, smell good. And I'm like, I, and I swear, I go, I haven't heard that in years. 
Like, <laughs> what the? Like, why didn't you tell me that? Like, when I was using whatever I was using, like, it didn't smell good. Clearly, this smells good. So I, I do got to say thanks. It's it's definitely quality stuff, and uh, you know, just you know that that's beside the point. Like, I'm just uh, I'm grateful for you. Uh, I'm thankful that I know you and that you took the time out of your day to speak with me. And um, if, how can people follow you, get in touch with you, and how can they buy these wonderful smelling uh, products? Oh, man. Um, uh, first off, it's all reciprocated. And, uh, you know, I always pick up your calls because we always have great conversations that go way too long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you follow me on mainly the Instagram uh, I'm old and I say the Instagram uh, on Instagram and uh, real Eric Bartel is the handle. I'm sure you can pin that somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really not that active on other platforms. I'm trying to figure out how to work this TikTok thing, but whew, tell me about it. Um, so much, so much. I'm, I'm about twice the age of their target market, I think still. And then, um, yeah, go to bravosierra.com. And get you some Tonka bean. That's my favorite scent. Zach, have you gotten the Tonka bean yet? Uh, I believe you sent it to me. So, I mean, I use everything Blue you one. sent. Huh? Yes. No, I okay. definitely, yeah, I definitely use that because I everything you send me, I use. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say that, like, I even look. I just take, like, it's in various <laughs> spots and I just use just it. Swiping and yeah. spraying. Swiping and spraying. Uh, that's it. Um, but, yeah. And then... Uh, Obviously available at uh, Target as well. If you're a Target shopper, it's in their, their stores that have the men's section, uh, men's world. So it's only like 600 stores nationwide, though. It's very select. Um, and, and yeah, follow my boy Zach, too. Z are you Are you private or can people follow you? I think people can follow me. I think I was shamed into doing that, but I also never post. Um, but I will say this, too. Like, what's cool about Bravo Sierra is that 5% of the buy goes back to the military, which is really cool. Yeah, so it goes to the morale welfare program, which is directly uh, involved in anything morale, welfare, recreation for active duty soldiers and their families. And so everything from like, people don't really understand, but like their gyms to daycare facilities on post is all funded through that program. And so we are the only private company that actually gets to donate to that company or that, that program because everything else comes from government funding where the government sees fit to give them a million dollars for the entire year and they have to figure out how to support all that infrastructure and so Which we were lucky like enough a lot but it's really not when you think about how many people are involved in it and how much goes into it so it's nothing <laughs> that's why this company is great um and yeah support it and you know check them out but check eric out he's also uh again tuesdays and thursdays on muscle and fitness instagram 7 a.m eastern time come work out with me awesome thank you again you're the best thank you, Zach. Uh, you're the man i can't say enough about you so i, I want to thank you again and uh look man let's do it again soon because uh yeah this was uh this is the best part of my week what is it is today monday or tuesday monday Today's my day. <laughs> you're, you're the best dude. All right. Talk to put, you put podcast number two on my schedule. We'll do this again. We'll talk about it a lot more. Yes, sir. All right. Later, bro. Later.
Today's show is generously sponsored by GNC. From the number one selling lit pre-workout to the game-changing Burn MF, Beyond Raw formulas are made to make a real difference. And with the explosive flavors like Jolly Rancher Watermelon and Green Apple, Gummy Worm and Iced Tea Lemonade, you'll keep coming back for more. So get to GNC or GNC.com and go beyond the fire with Beyond Raw.